0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. So back in the days, I remember being around 12 or 13 years old, um, and I started developing a very intense passion towards wanting to play football collegiately and professionally. And at the time, the big to do was around whether or not someone was faster than you. And I remember it became uh, a, a topic of discussion in every peer group, every neighborhood. Um, every sleepaway football camp I had gone to, every football team, everybody wanted to know who was the fastest. In fact, there was also like a huge influx of players who played football who would also run track during the offseason so that they would get faster. And then you kind of knew within your community who the faster, who who the faster athletes were. Now, Although I always felt like I said, although I always felt like I had an ability to play the game of of football from a skill standpoint, I always felt like speed was something that I always wanted to improve upon primarily because of bragging rights but also you knew that the faster you got it obviously increased your ability to be able to play well and back in those days you know we didn't have a lot of the technology that we have now where you know if 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 kids nowadays can actually go and track their speed and clock their speed and do the necessarily um, do the necessary steps and processes of feedback so that they're improving and they can see those the trajectory of their improvement over a period of time by actually having direct Technology and feedback that gives them that feedback. Now, obviously, if they do it at a performance center or performance space, then they're, they're probably the likelihood of them being more accurate in that feedback will probably go up significantly. But the reality is, is that nowadays kids can do it on their own. And when my son gets of age and he starts competing and he starts playing sports, if that's what he chooses to do, I can only imagine what you'll be able to do at that point. But back in those days, it wasn't like, hey, all right, well, Garmin or hey, um, my fit pal, run or measure how fast I'm running this half of a mile or this 20 yards or 40 yards. So you didn't really have any really good um, parameter or, or feedback on whether or not you were indeed improving on said skill, especially speed. So you had to find other ways to measure that. And one of the things that I started to do, um, I used to get up around 1 o'clock, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I would go across this field that, you know, at the time my family lived right on the edge of downtown. And there was this empty lot that was that reside right on the back of a bank that had. That was strategically placed right across the street from my house. And they had this plot of, of, of land, of grass, it probably was no more than 20 by 20. And I would go and I would just run and run passes against the air and act like I was in the end game. And then one day I remember it was, again, you can't see anything. All you see are streetlights, the city, you know, at the time we had just moved to Wilson, North Carolina. So a very small town in North Carolina. So It wasn't like a very bustling city like New York City or San Francisco or even Miami, some parts of Miami. So when it was that time of day, not only was it dark out, but other than the lights of the downtown area, it was pretty quiet for the most part. And I remember one morning being out there around 2 o'clock in the morning, being the only one um, um, out there at the time. I could hear a a train running off in the distance. And I remember, I never forget. It was like in between one of the one of the routes that I was running, and I was just kind of just lying on the grass, throwing the ball up, back, um, up, and back to myself, just throwing it up in the air and catching it. And at it, it first, it startled me, and I remember popping up and looking and trying to figure out one, what was that noise, and two, where was it coming from. And it took a while be- before I until I associated that noise with um, with the train. And now, for those of you who aren't familiar or aware. Um, so Wilson, North Carolina, like a lot of the rural areas in North Carolina are big tobacco distributors. So chances are you're always going to have, you're always going to have um, supply trains and all that other stuff going in and out of town. I had never paid attention to it for the most part, because usually whenever that stuff was taking place or whenever those trains that were going through the city, um, they were happening either extremely early in the morning or while i was away at school or something like that it's just not something that you really cross it just it just doesn't cross your radar if you don't know to look for it so here i am two o'clock in the morning or so and i hear this train off in the distance and i can start seeing it as it is as, as it begins to approach now it's not coming towards me. It's going off in the distance, but I can see how we're starting to cross paths with one another. So I remember walking to the middle of the street. And as I get to the middle of the street, I can look all the way down to the opposite end of the downtown area. And I see that that train, um, after a certain amount of time passes by, that train passes the downtown, the street that I'm standing on. Now, again, this is probably, you're probably, oh man, anywhere between 12 to block 10 to 12 blocks away. Like you could see it, but it's very, very faint, very in the distance. And I remember at the time saying to myself, well, if I can start training myself to to, to understand as, as far as like on the first time I hear that um, in the distance, I just take off running. I can start using and measuring my ability to pass where that train is going to pass and proximity to where the train is located. And then that would give me feedback on whether or not I was indeed trying to do what I was trying to do, which was actually get faster. So it became something that I started looking forward to doing. So after I would run routes against the air, I would always wait to that said time of day. And I I I would always know that it was going to happen at the same time. And it happened every day on the same time. And as the story goes, you know, I got faster and I got better. I got better at it, but it gave me something measurable that I can take um, that not only I could motivate and be clear about, okay, this is the objective of set goal, but it really pushed and challenged me in order to continue to improve. And it wasn't until I started getting closer and closer to beating the train that I really started to become hyper aware of all the other elements, right? Like if I pass this street sign um, five seconds, quicker, then that means I'll pass this barbershop five seconds quicker. And if I pass that barbershop fa- five seconds quicker, that means I'll probably be about 10 yards away from where the train. So I started doing this math in my head and I started forecasting ahead of time where that was gonna place me in proximity to where the um, train would pass. Now, of course, after a while you get faster and faster. And I did this um, for more than a year. And, and after a while you get really, really close to that train. So then it becomes a bit more dangerous than anything else. But I think obviously, you know, so one day I, you know, I, I got all the way up to where the train had passed and I was still far enough away to where I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily confident I could truly pass it. Um, So I remember that being something that kind of stuck with me for a while until I got to the point where I could exceed from a speed standpoint so much to where I I was, I was clearly ahead of the train to where before I even tried or attempt to actually make it past where the train was passing. And I remember when I made it, it was such a relief. It was such, I was so proud of myself because this was a goal that I set for myself and it wasn't something that I necessarily share with anyone else, but this goal really helped not only me as a, as, as a person, like understand the importance of it and how, and how it, and, and how how effective it was for helping me focus on what I wanted to do within my game but what I wanted to do is as far as um, the outcome of my desired outcome which was to get faster it helped me do that in a way that was measurable and as I and as I do this performance work I realize that whether I'm dealing with a professional athlete or I'm dealing with someone that operates in the professional space or someone that just wants to be or operate at, a, at a, or perform at a higher clip, The idea of setting goals and utilizing and using those goals to really help maximize and get into play and to continue to show up on the on the edges of our potentiality is something that isn't necessarily low hanging fruit for everyone. Like, I, I think our understanding of goals in and of itself is so convoluted with a lot of information that we have. And I think what I find in, in conversations with, with clients time, oftentimes is that there needs to be a certain uh, a clearing of what they believe a goal to be, the purpose of what a goal is, and to kind of change their relationship and how they've been using goals throughout their lives or throughout their careers and be able to have them not only come to a place of awareness but by having that point of awareness be able to apply it more efficiently so then that you know that inspired me and it was something that had started to come up really recently. So I started to go on my own journey and say, okay, well, how can I communicate this in a way that's helpful, right? Because I've seen in different areas of my life and in anyone who's performed at a high level, I'm, I'm sure we all have stories where we set a goal and we accomplished it. But how do you know whether or not you're setting a goal too short? How do you know if you're setting a goal too high? How do you know if the motivators behind a goal um, is is faulty and it's and it doesn't and it lacks the foundation that's required to succeed at said goal. Like, how do you know the? How do you know when you get within that sweet spot of some of of, of the goal that's the motivating driving force behind what it is that you want to accomplish? So, what I want to use the, the podcast today is to take an opportunity to kind of break down certain areas of what I found out or what I started uncovering about as it relates specifically as it relates to goals, with hopes that you know who knows? Maybe there could be some value there for you as well. So, in a in a study in 2001, so there was a, psychi- a psychiatrist um, Elliot and M- M- McGregor, I believe it's um, who did the study in 2001, and they determined that there were three types of goals. And I found this interesting, so I want to share. The first one is mastery goals. So they say that a mastery goal is a goal that someone sets. Um, when they want to accomplish something or master something, such as score a higher score in a certain exam, or you know whatever whatever it is that applies or falls along the line of just mastery, getting better and trying to find ways to constantly improve. The second um, type of goal they say is a performance approach goal. So performance approach. So how they define the performance ap- approach goal is a goal where someone tries to do better um, than his or his peers. Right? So this type of goal could be a goal to look better, or to lose pounds, or to explode and become faster than said peer group. So these are performance approach goals, usually as it relates to trying to um, compete, or to challenge, or to equate, or to value yourself in comparison to someone else within your peer group. So these are performance approach, so that's how they defined it. And then the third one, which I thought was really interesting, they called it the performance avoidance goal. So That was the first time that I've heard that terminology and how they defined it. Is that these goals are where someone tries to avoid doing worse than their peers, such as a goal to avoid negative feedback. So this goal, your driving force of this goal could be, I don't want to be the slowest person on the team. And as I started to uncover like, all right, really kind of like not only just reverse engineer and tear these definitions apart, but I started to try to find ways of applying it. Even in my coaching philosophy, I found that the the players, primarily the players really responded well to it. But I felt like I, I even had to go a little I had I had to go back a little bit even before that because like whether you set on whether you settle on mastery goals or you settle on performance avoidance or performance events, you have to first get the foundation of what it means to or why goals are beneficial or how setting goals could be beneficial. So what are some of the ways that you can be intentional about making goal setting something that's incredibly effective and powerful so in order to do that i wanted to i wanted to kind of use today's conversation to talk about five points that i want you guys to at home start applying when it comes to achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life whatever it is that is up for you on your next thing up, whatever it is that's requiring you to level up, to see yourself in a different space, whatever it is that's requiring you to um, expand and visualize the outcome that you want for your life. Like that takes us being able to challenge ourselves in a way that may lead to us feeling somewhat uncomfortable. But by by being intentional about the goals that we're setting, if we're doing it from the place of by applying these five principles, I think it can lead to the most effective outcome, Right. So now these are the, these are five areas that I think that if you go out your way and make sure that whatever goal that you're setting for yourself has um, these five components, I think that you'll find not only that there's much more of a draw for, for you to connect to that said goal, but I think that the process of achieving that goal or at least setting out on that journey would be something that instead of it being something that you would only Garner value from if you were to accomplish that goal. I think by incorporating these five key components to the structure of said goal, I think it's a good way to make sure that the entire experience is is that of value. All right. So the first one that I want you guys to write down, or the first one that we're talking about, is the importance of clarity. Now I didn't know it at the time, um, but clarity was being able to be clear about okay, I know on a, on from a simplest standpoint I just need to get faster so that I can get closer to beating that train. And by having such a, a uh, such such clarity from setting that goal, it made it much easier for me to, not only just kind of like crowd out a lot of the noise that was showing up a lot of the doubts that might have come in as far as oh you'll never be that fast or you or you're not even getting faster or you're you're stopping off at the same place you stopped off the night before you're not even improving by being extremely clear on what my goal was it, it gave me something to not only a, not not just merely obsess over but it gave me a clear objective right So by setting goals that are clear and specific, it helps you eliminate confusion. And that confusion can often occur if we don't or if our goals lack that clarity. So the first thing I want you to do is be intentional about whatever that goal that you have, make sure that you're being clear. Make sure that you're being clear. The second thing that's equally as important, all these, I mean, each one of these are, are very important, but the second one in particular is make sure that the goal that you have for yourself is a challenging goal. Make sure that it causes you to, to think bigger, to move bigger, to believe bigger. Like, Make sure it stretches you in a way that requires a, a, a newer version of yourself in order to accomplish that goal. Oftentimes, you'll be surprised how many times I sit across from someone and the goals that they have are so, um, I won't, I, won't, I don't want to say so limiting, um, but the goals that they set for themselves based off of where they are in their performance, they don't really seem that far out of reach. And the important thing is to make sure that you're setting goals that challenge you. Like if I was anywhere close to getting anywhere um any, anywhere that resembled passing that train, I wouldn't, it, it probably would not have, well, it undoubtedly would not have challenged me um, in a way that caused me to get faster, that helped me improve. If I had already been, let's say, a couple feet away from being the train, then that goal would have been something substantial for a couple of days, maybe a week. But after that, the, the goal would have subsided because I would have accomplished that goal. But by having a goal that was so challenging, I mean, I remember when I initially set this goal, I was probably about seven blocks off, eight blocks off. But I knew that if I just kept at it, if I kept at it, if I kept at it every day, every day, Saturday, Sundays included, you know, I knew that I would continue to improve and it, and it helped that I kind of grew into, you know, again, I was, I was young, so I was growing um, as a young man as well. But I, you know, I would work out with that goal in mind. I would, you know, I would, I would, I would be disciplined and what, what time I would go to bed, I would be disciplined in my post um, practice rehabilitation. I would be disciplined for that set outcome because that goal was that challenging for me. So you want to make sure that whatever that goal is for you, whether it's in your line of work, whether it's on your sport, that that goal that you have for yourself is really challenging you to stretch the way in which you see yourself. You have to stretch outside of yourself in order to accomplish that. All right. Now, the third component is the commitment. So the commitment is incredibly important. There's there's so many times where I, I, I see or I, I set an intention um, in a coaching Um, my coaching program with a player, and they have all this, you know, they, they, they accomplish the clarity and they have the challenge, but the first time something comes up that causes some kind of resistance, whether it be not starting a game, whether it be performing or underperforming, whether it be, you know, a stress at home, you know, the first time something shows up, the commitment fades away. I cannot stress to you the importance of that commitment. You know, the commitment to your goal is everything, because if you're being clear about what your goal is and you're setting a goal that's as challenging as it should be, that's requiring you to grow, to become bigger, become better. then chances are, if you're not equally committed, if you don't have the discipline, even when the motivation wanes, because it will, if you don't have that discipline and commitment, then you're wasting your time, wasting your time. So the fourth point um, that I want you guys to take into consideration when you're setting your goals is feedback. Feedback is so important. Feedback is so important. And what I wasn't aware of at the time is that I was getting feedback from all the other elements that took place on my way to trying to accomplish that goal like i had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast like where i where i was falling or where i was the how i was progressing on other things in line to that train gave me the feedback necessary to know where i was getting better and if i was getting faster right if i were if i was able to get from the stop the street light where i would take off to the first corner in eight mississippi whereas before it took me 10 mississippi that gave me the feedback necessary that i needed in order to know that although the outcome may not change. It may not be moving right now. I know that this segment of that journey is something that's giving me the feedback necessary to know that I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path. And guess what? If the feedback would have come back or if the feedback I would have received said the opposite, then it gives me an opportunity to adjust my expectations as well as my plan for moving forward. And a lot of times we set these goals and if we're lucky enough, we're, we're intentional about the clarity. We're intentional about making sure that it's challenging. And we even have the commitment down pat. But where we kind of fall ourselves off the path is that we don't, we don't set ourselves up in a position that allows ourselves to be open to the feedback of said goal. And there's gonna be a lot of ways in which your life, that goal in particular, starts giving you signals and feedback that can help you that will go a long way in helping you make the necessary adjustments, if any adjustments are needed. Right? Like I said, you're setting a challenging goal. So that feedback that you're getting while you're seeking to accomplish that goal, that feedback that you're getting, it could be a coming to, to clarity moment where you're saying, okay, well, in that clip, I need to make a few adjustments on what I'm expecting my goal to be. Maybe maybe I set my goal too, too short. Maybe I went too far in exceeding Um, the challenge of what I want to accomplish. But if you're not setting up those feedback loops, feedback opportunities, then you're gonna be spending a lot of time not necessarily knowing if you're improving. And what happens with that shows up is that little voice in your head that says you can't do, you won't do, it gets louder and louder because you lack the feedback. And I know for a fact, had I not set up those opportunities of feedback, Then in month six, when I was still, when I still wasn't up to where I was beating the train after being out there seven months, eight months, I would have given up if I didn't see or if I didn't get the feedback necessary from all the other steps along the path. So the final point that I want you guys to take into consideration and add into your arsenal when it comes to how you define your goals is what I call the task Complexity. Now, it's, it's important to set goals that are aligned with your goals. It's important to set goals that are aligned with your goals complexity. So what that means is, what you want to do is you want to find something that exerts and that requires you to level up in a lot of ways and expands your bandwidth, but you want to make sure that the complexity of it is something that's still within a parameter of, of what you can meet within that set goal, right? So you don't want to set a goal that requires all the elements of challenge, that requires all the things that's necessary for you to do, but you want, but without taking the complexity of that goal in, in mind. So let's just use my scenario again: going up two o'clock in the morning, racing the train. Now that goal is made far more, far more difficult for me to accomplish if I'm setting the same challenge for myself, that same goal for myself, but I'm running at, let's say, five o'clock in the afternoon the complexity of that goal doesn't mesh well with the challenge. Because now I have traffic, I have pedestrian walk, I have police, I have, you know, the train may be making a few stops. So it's it's, it's, the complexity of the goal isn't aligned necessarily with the goal itself. And a lot of times we set goals that are clear, challenging, we develop the right mindset to commit to it. We even go a long way in making sure that we're setting up the necessary feedback But then when we think about the practicality, not from the standpoint of can I achieve this goal, but the environment from which this goal is being made possible, sometimes we put ourselves in a situation where the task complexity or the goal complexity doesn't mirror the goal itself. So those are the five areas that you wanna make sure that you're incorporating whatever it is, whatever that said goal for you is, right? So let's so to just kind of reiterate, just so that we're all on the same page. So the first thing you wanna do is be clear, clarity. Second thing you wanna do is make sure that you're challenging yourself, expanding your ban- bandwidth. The third thing, you wanna make sure that the commitment is top-notch. If you want top-notch results, you gotta make sure your commitment is next level as well. Fourth, feedback. Again, make sure you're getting that necessary feedback. That feedback can also come from others within your loving, supportive community. But in absence of others, you have to find ways to create that feedback for yourself. And the fifth one is the task or the goal complexity. So now that we have clarity on those five components that I think are incredibly important, I wanna spend a little bit of time talking about something that I found very intriguing. And that's the idea or that's the concept of something called goal setting theory. Now, goal setting theory according to research states that the simplest and most direct motivational explanation as to why some performers perform at a higher clip than others can be found simply in the difference between their performance goals. And when they think about the attributes that lead to set performance goals, they break it down into two components, which was content and intensity. Now content as it relates to goals, when you're setting those goals, could also be broken down into two aspects of content, right? They're talking about specificity and difficulty, right? So a goal content can range from very vague to very specific as well as difficult to not difficult at all, right? And the difficulty, the level of difficulty depends a lot on the relationship that that individual has with said goal or said task, right? So in layman terms, something that's really easy for me could be very very difficult for someone else or something that's very difficult for me could be, very easy for someone else. So therefore you want to make sure that you're taking that into consideration Given the studies given the results of what they were finding So in 1991 there was a study that was done at Harvard University and I found this to be very 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 beneficial And I want to share this and what they uncovered is that performance is linear function of the goals difficulty Which means given the adequate level of ability and commitment the harder the goal the higher the performance so let me say that again. Let me break that down for you again. Given the adequate level of ability and commitment, the harder the goal, the higher the performance. And what's really cool is that they found that these researchers these researchers discovered was that most people normally adjust their level of effort to the difficulty of the goal. So as a result, they try harder for difficult goals when compared to easier goals. So there you have it. If you're living in the space where you want to see yourself operating at a much higher level than you're operating now, you want to make sure that you're setting yourself in position or you're putting goals on your path that requires you leveling up who you are and how you perform. Because, again, the studies show and it's not it's not just we're, we're now we're taking it not just out of, oh, this is what Fahim thinks. No, we have and I, and I could, you know, I can reference this article. You guys are more than welcome to go check it out. But it states The harder, the harder, the more difficult the goal, the higher the level of performance because we level up to that challenge. We level up to that challenge. So I want you to really just kind of, and I know it was something that was just kind of given to you guys at the end, but I really want you to think about that for a minute. Like really think about whatever goals that you have for yourself after you incorporate those five components that we spoke about earlier, clarity, challenge, commitment, feedback, task, or goal complexity, I want you to really give some time and give some space to that. the goal setting theory. And being intentional about, okay, if you're trying to or if you're inspired to perform better and to, and to do more and to contribute more to this world, to your time here on this in this experience of life, if you're trying to level up how you show up for your life and for your family and, and for what you feel driven to, the purpose that you feel inspired to share and to give, Make sure that you can break down those two attributes of that goal as it relates to your performance. Make sure you identify the content and the intensity of the goal that you have. Because if you wanna accomplish big goals, if you wanna accomplish big, big, big time performance on the biggest stage, then make sure your goals are just as big, if not bigger, because you'll level up to that. So when you think about your content of the goals that you're setting for yourself make sure you're specific about what it is that you want to make that you want that you want to accomplish get very clear so that your goals have has those specific details that can help catapult you so that you can get that feedback necessary on this journey that you're on and the second thing is make sure that the intensity is there make sure the intensity is there i mean we're so programmed for comfort And I get it, I mean, there's a lot of times where there's a lot of things that show up for me when I'm inspired and I'm living for my truth that quite frankly, terrify the living hell out of me. And in order to put them on my radar to set them as goals, I have to understand that that goal has to come with that intensity in order for me to accomplish that. And guess what? In my pursuit of accomplishing that goal, I evolve, I change, I grow. So give some time to that and just look at where you are right now and look at what's important to you and look at what you're driving, what you're driving towards. You know, I think the most, I think the most amazing, powerful thing about this year is that it's reshaping and recommitting people in different ways. You know, people are existing now in this space, setting new goals for themselves that they probably would have never gotten around to setting for themselves. So you just want to make sure if you're taking the time and the intention to to be, to to create space for these goals, you're making sure that you're maximizing your time with them. Hey, guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach. But more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all.